Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to All About TRH, a.k.a. All About the Truth. On today's interview, we sit down with former Real Housewives of New Jersey star Amber Marquise, who made quite the impression when she was on. Amber gives us a glimpse of what happened behind the scenes, tells us which cast member felt the need to put Amber down time and time again, despite being friends, plus talks assault and more. Hi, Amber. Hello. How are you? Hi, Amber. <laughs> Hi. Good. Thank you so much for coming on. We're doing this thing where we're reaching out to previous housewives just to hear about their experience. Mm -hmm. and we're huge on Jersey. So we were okay. like, let's reach out to Amber and let's get her on to hear about how her experience was. But before we get into questions and everything, we just wanted to get into basics and all that good stuff. But how's your family? How is your health? Oh, I mean, um, my, my kids are amazing. They're 15 and 16 now. They're going into their sophomore year. Uh, Corbin is just killing it. He's going into two magnet programs, law and cybersecurity. He's, you know, honors everything. And he made vars only two freshmen made varsity golf. So he's a golfer. Um, Isabella's killing it too. She skipped a grade because I homeschooled them for two years. So she wanted to move up and, uh, I did, she did it. She busted her butt for, and homeschooling, you have a lot of flexibility and, you know, you, you get it, you'll be surprised how much you get done in, you know, such a small time and she's honor old and, uh, she's still riding. She's a, an equestrian and she's a jumper and she's doing great. She's, she's amazing. My kids, I have to tell you, I'm very very blessed in the sense of they are just grounded, good kids. They stay out of the shenanigans in the world. And, uh, you know, they really focus in on what's what's right and what's good and bettering themselves. My health is good. Knock on. Okay. Not, I don't want to knock on wood. Thank God. You know, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that was um, now seven years ago where I had my relapse. Wow. And, um, you know, I still go to my doctors. I still go to my oncologist. They 
I get my blood work up religiously every, you know, six months, sometimes three, depending, you know, I still have anxiety. In fact, I just had something over the, you know, a couple of weeks where my throat was hurting and I was convinced I had like, you know, throat cancer or something. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. It really is. It's, it's post-traumatic stress syndrome at its, at its definition. It's just, you know, um, you can't just get a headache. You think, you know, the worst. So that's always in the back of my mind. Um, and also I feel like a lot of people around me are getting cancer. I mean, it's my age. I'm, you know, it's, this is, this is life. And, um, you know, it's kind of scary. It really is. But I just, you know, keep focusing on my family. Uh, Jim's doing great. Uh, work is tough. He's in the mortgage banking industry. So, um, you know, I know you can see the, the, the melee that's going out on there. So, you know, he's working. He is such a hard worker. And I just don't even understand how he just keeps going and going and going no matter what is the pace in front of him. That guy just keeps on going. And it just it, it, it amazes me. In fact, this weekend, we're going to Lake George. Oh, nice. Yeah, for my birthday. My birthday's on Sunday. And uh -huh. um, yeah, so I was like, you're going to take a freaking break. That's it. Yes. You know, you like you can't rev your engine full time. I like put this full time and not stop. Right. So I'm forcing him and you know, little right. little good enjoyment you, for me too. <laughs> good you need to sometimes, especially with our jobs. Yeah. Yes. So happy to hear about your health. Yeah. So, yeah. Like you said. Uh so we asked our listeners. So what we do is we ask our listeners a bunch of questions. Okay. And, and then they, you know, they give us a bunch. We ask you. Um, we just did one with Siggy. We've done a couple okay. where she's had a lot of great things to say. Uh, but I want to, uh, like I said, I want to get to the basics first. How did you even get on the Real Housewives of New Jersey? Like, did you watch the show prior? What made you go on? Yeah, so no, I did not. Um, I did talk to Melissa before she went on and she asked me if I if she should do it. And I remember telling her no. So I knew she obviously ended up doing it anyway, but um <laughs> You know, I knew about the show, but at the time it wasn't really a popular show. Plus, if they're saying I was going through chemotherapy and I was going through my own health, so I wasn't really paying attention to that show. Um, and, um, you know, years later, this was now back. This is 2014. After going through cancer and everything like that, I, I was like, you know what? I've always been in the academic world, you know. And that was my focus in my 20s. And then I had my kids. I said, I, I want to just do something fun. Like, I just want to concentrate and just do something out of my element. So I started acting. So I start, started taking acting lessons for like a year or two. Um, and uh, I started applying to different jobs online to like, you know, different casting jobs, like backstage and stuff like that. And I got like little jobs here and there, commercials, little, you know, side things, nothing crazy, you know, not like hitting a big or anything, but you know, it takes years and a lot of dedication. So, but this one came across my desk and it was like, reality show and and mind you I, i'd actually like applied for a couple other reality shows but they never took off uh and this one i i had no idea there was no title it just said young hot you know wealthy or whatever it said you know extravagant extravagant women you know here come here so i was like all right so i applied and i got a phone call and i still we didn't know until contracts came it was like like I had no idea what the show was and the contracts came and still didn't have a name on it I was like I need to know what I'm doing I'm not going to sign on anything until I know what I'm getting myself into I'm not going I'm not going to do Jersey Shore you know 
And <laughs> so, um, I, uh, they finally told me they're like, all right, it's had housewives. I'm like, oh my God, that's so weird. I know Melissa. And they're like, oh, wait a minute, you do. And they, they're like, hold on. But, you know, and then, you know, it was just like, it, it just, it was a whirlwind after that. So I had already signed, it was done, you know, so it just was uh, good that I knew Melissa as well. Wow. That's so interesting. Cause I, I thought that she's the one that brought you on the show. I had no idea that it was the way that you just described. Yeah, no, no, she had nothing to do. Oh my God. Melissa brings someone on the show. Okay. <laughs> I can't, on, I can't on her that. turf, on her turf. Come on. <laughs> wow. So yeah. Cause looking back, that's what I thought. Like, like I, they, I feel like they kind of introduced you as a, as a friend of Melissa and they definitely de- characterized it as that. And, and I mean, it, it just made sense because, you know, yeah. when you're writing a, a, you know, a semi script, you got to have, you have to make it make sense. That's how th- they made sense of me coming in back into Melissa's life. Right. What was the depth of your relationship with Melissa prior to joining the show? So Melissa and I knew each other after, um, after high school. So I was still, wait, wait, let me think about this. This is whew, this is so long ago now. I would, it was after college. It was probably like my, no, 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 no. So it was during college, we were hanging out in like, there was a group of people that we used to go clubbing with like Jersey shore clubs, you know, uh, all over New Jersey. We used to just go around and we were all part of the same group. We went down to the music conference in Florida together. Um, You know, we, it was clubbing. That's what I would say. It was clubbing. And then I moved into my, with my boyfriend in Union City and then moved, I broke up with him and she was living in Bayonne and I moved into Bayonne to be closer to her. So we could kind of, you know, that was the only one I knew up there. And um, that was for like a year. And then we kind of lost, she got married. I was at her wedding, um, you know, and then, you know, we kind of lost touch, you know, she started having children and going the family route. And I was still at the time I was going, getting my master's and, you know, it was in the city. So that was, we kind of lost touch for a little bit. When you found out you were getting cast on the show, did you call Melissa and say, Melissa, by the way, I'm going to be on the show that you're on. Or was it like a surprise for her? So I wanted to, or I was so excited. I was like, Oh my God, we're going to, we're going to eat the show up. This is going to be so much fun. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Casting and um, casting put a kibosh in that. So to production, they said, you're not allowed to call her, talk to her. I'm like, really? Oh, wow. I'm like, this, that really sucks. I'm like, why wouldn't I, you know, just call her? She's my friend. And she, they're like, no, we're, we control this. So. Wow. What do you think their motive was about that? Well, they want the opportunity to create conflict if they need to. So it was dependent, like, are we going to be friends? Or are we not going to be friends? And they would decide. And then how about the twins prior to joining the show? What was your guys' relationship like? Um, zero, really. Now, that's an interesting story. I knew Melissa far more than I knew the twins. Um, they were like, hey, do you know? Because they were trying to get more people down here because now hiring me brought production an hour and a half away from where they normally are. So in order to make it economical, they were like, okay, well, we might as well have two production teams, one from up north and one from down here. Otherwise, they'd have to go back and forth, you know, and that'd be a lot of different scheduling. So they're like, do you have any friends? And I kept on giving them friends. A lot of my friends didn't want to do it. They're like, oh, hell no. (laughs) I totally get it, you know. Um, And uh, I found it was through Bobby that she, he was like, all right, I met these girls. I think they're going to be good. And that was it. 
Bobby was like more excited about being on Housewives than I was. Oh my gosh, I'm dying. I remember you guys telling Bobby that I think it was at the reunion that he really yes. wanted to be on the show. But wasn't he dating? He was dating one of them. Yeah, Nicole. Nicole. He was dating, but Bobby really wasn't dating. Bobby dated himself. He was not really like into anybody. He was, you know, he's, he's young. He's very wealthy. You know, he's not really into one person. So where is Bobby now? What is he doing? Did they break up after? Do you know? Oh. Yes, almost immediately. I think they were together for a couple more months and then that's it. And I don't know where Bobby is now. We have not spoken to him. Jim would not even look in his direction if if like if there was a burning building. Like it just wow. would never happen. Jim was betrayed and hurt significantly from his friends. And he wouldn't, you, you, hurt, you hurt Jim once. He's just the truth is still in. He's, right. you're dead. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so after the reunion, you didn't talk to Bobby. No, you didn't even like text or like there was nothing. <laughs> I tried during the season to reach out and be like, "What are you doing? You know, like why are you taking this approach? This is really silly. You're 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 ruining our friendship, and for what? For a little this this show was going to end. Our friendship should be lasting forever." Right. Yeah. They, and Bobby was truly a part of our family. Like we went, you know, we, he, my kids called him uncle Bobby, you know, like, oh, it was, wow. yeah, it was like really, really shocking that he took that approach. And you know what it was, we just were, we were not the popular ones on the crowd. We were the attacked ones on the crowd. I mean, we were definitely, um, they had their guns out for us. Not only the cast, did they decide that they were going to have their guns out for me? But also, too, um, you know, production goes with it. And then, obviously, NBC. Can you hold on real quick? Mm -hmm. I got a, I have a little little doggy trying to get in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so does production was behind you and Bobby? Like, do you think they were hyping Bobby and you guys up to start a, a war or something? Of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, they... You know, they they start and they 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 flame. Okay, so you know they they're like they're the overseer and they hear people. You know, the mic's already always on. So if someone says something, they go with it and then they'll inflame it and then they'll create these scenarios that heighten it to a certain way. Okay, so if they hear me saying, "Oh, Bobby's so annoying," boom, you know, or Bobby. Bobby had an affair, boom, they'll go with that. And then all of a sudden they're telling Bobby, you know, this one's saying this and that, and you should, you should, you should do this and you uh, confront this person to ask those questions. Yeah. So does that make sense? It's just, it's insidious. It really is like how they do things. It's not a natural process. And it's the, the, the show is there to um, create confusion, chaos and conflict. You know, that's what the show is there to do. They're not there for conflict resolution, that's for sure. And th I mean, obviously, these ladies, they make themselves look like a fool every season by they have no conflict resolution. You know, like they you're 45 years old, still screaming like that at each other. You there's something wrong. You need to go get help. You know, you should you should be at peace at this point, be able to talk. So you could definitely tell that there's nothing real about it. Right. Yeah. Do you um do you or your husband regret going on? Mm. Um 
That's a very good question. I feel like I'm a different person in, in, in some ways it's good, some ways it's bad. Um, I feel like good that I am definitely stronger for it. And it's opened up a lot of good relationships where I can, you know, I've seen the good, in, you know, in, in people, but on the converse side, I've seen some ugliness that I don't wish on anybody. This show and the people, some of these people that watch Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shit. I've never seen so much ugly and that it's a certain type of person that really is no offense. And I'm not saying this is for everybody and this is not you guys. I know you love the show and you watch it, but there is a certain viewer that gets a little, they're, they're too unhealthy with it. Right. And they can't separate, separate reality to, you know, their worlds. And um, it's ugly. It's very, uh, production was ugly. The cast was ugly. Oh my gosh, what they would do and what the, as far as they will go to make sure that their, their season after season is just unconscionable. And obviously NBC, NBC, in my opinion, it's like a, it's um, like an embarrassment ritual, you know, like a, you know, like, they look ridiculous every year. They're embarrassing themselves every season, you know, just because they have beautiful, you know, that there's, 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 um, you know, dress at, outfits on their jewelry and they're claiming they're wealthy and they have this money and this money, the way they behave and the way they treat one another is despicable. And all of them are in it and all of them promote it and they want it. And this is what, People are watching and they emulate it sometimes and it's just disgusting to me. So that's the bad of it. And that's where I am really sad. I'm, I'm almost jaded now with people yeah. because, because I've seen so, so much ugliness. Is, you, is there, um, oh, go ahead. Have you heard about the Bravo lawsuit that just came about? No, no. You know, that's one thing I regret. I should have went forward with the lawsuit. And I and Jim, I told Jim not to do it. And Jim was like, you're being stupid. We should absolutely do it. I was physically attacked. And the circumstance around that whole thing, how they did it, they they forced me down there. They would they took away my keys. They would not let me leave. I was physically attacked. I should have sued. Because the, there's a group of housewives, we don't know who just yet, are coming after NBC, are coming after Bravo because of the way production and then the way they are treated. Um, we don't know all the exact details. Roxanne knows a little bit more, but... Yeah, I mean, it just just a hostile work environment and yeah. some sexual things, and it's it's. I think it's basically, you know, the production companies that people work with, but it's falling under Bravo and NBC just because they obviously like host it and whatnot. So oh, Bravo, and and don't and don't don't give them a pass. They're they're briefed on everything. Don't give them a pass. They are just as they're just as culpable as they are production. Production's honestly under them. So what do you mean when you say they took your keys? Like what they physically took my keys and would not allow us to leave. Okay. And they wow. knew and they knew they knew Theodore, stop it. Sorry. <laughs> He'll just keep on going. And they knew um 
they knew I was going to be physically attacked because we had one security cop um, guard that was friends with us whisper in my ear, go, you're, you're just be careful when you get down there. I got your back. Right. So they knew it. it. And I had to go down there. It's like, we're here for a party. We have to do this scene, you know, and that's, and that's like, that's the naivety of what I was of, of me too. I should have been like, no, I'm not going down there. Right. That's absolutely ridiculous. Then you also like, this is my job. If they're asking me to do it, I guess I have to do it. But you also right. don't want to be put in a hostile environment just because it is your job. 100%. And it's your I first season. You don't know I, everything. Exactly. I was, it was first season. I had no clue what I was getting myself. But it was the whole thing was awkward. I'm sitting there going, Melissa did a, com- said a comment on one of the books that I don't know. We did. She goes, she goes, she was asking me if this was, if this was right, if we're doing this right. She was actually, you know, a lot of lies, manipulation come out of that woman's mouth. This one was actually true. I actually sat there going, is this right? Is this what we're supposed to be doing? Like just yelling at each other, (laughs) like getting mad and, you know, and, and, and I don't know, creating trouble and creating this madness. It was absolute madness. What is your relationship with Melissa like now? Non-existent. I would not talk to her. I would not talk to her. How did that happen? Did she stop talking to you as soon as you got off the show? I stopped talking to her long before that. Oh, really? I want nothing. I I want nothing to do with any of those people. Teresa, Teresa, all of them. To me, they're insane. They're insane. And they have no, this is many, many years, 10 years of this insanity. They're, They're gone. Those are not real people anymore. They don't even know themselves. All they are is just season after season of production of what I'm going to conjure up to make, uh, you know, uh, you know, ratings and people watch me still. It's not, it feeds narcissism. It right. feeds, you know, it's just, it's, it's just. Uh, it's, I do believe that, but I also think, and you know, I'm probably going to say this, that Teresa is the most authentic housewife. Like she really doesn't, she really isn't like thinking about what am I going to do next? Like she just acts like herself. Whereas in we've seen throughout the years, like a Melissa kind of try to change the narrative of things or put things in, manipulate things in people's head so that they can think a certain way. And Teresa's not thinking like that. So she doesn't do it back. But I do feel like Teresa is very authentic. However, I do feel like, yeah, production is definitely like in their ear a lot of the time. I have such a bad habit that anytime I get in the car, I right away pull a piece of gum out and start chewing on it, but not anymore. Thanks to our sponsor, Fume. They look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all natural natural delicious flavors. You get it? Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're easy and free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit. Your fume comes in an adjustable airflow dial and a design with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. I tried the crisp mint flavor the first time since I was trying to break my gum habit and I and I mostly chewed like gum mint flavor and it was really helpful. Fume is also so nice to hold and play with and gets me to not have the classic road range while driving. 
Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume and accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code TRH to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code TRH to save an additional 10% off your order today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes being a mom is chaotic and prioritizing things become overwhelming. On top of working and just trying to figure life out, it could be very stressful. Sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else like being a mom and wife trying to navigate it all, Therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, which is so helpful for people like me to have someone work around my schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com TRH today to get 10% off your first month. So in that sense, I do agree with you. So Melissa it is disingenuous in her approach for sure. And, and, it, and it shows, right? It, I, think, I think people see it. She's not authentic. And like you said, and it's almost, I don't know. Um, it's Melissa is very, to me, she's very insecure and she's trying to fill, she's yeah. trying to be something she's not at all times. Right. A hundred percent. I do, I do believe Teresa is what you get is, you know, she is what you get. Right. I do believe that, but don't say that she's completely, she's, She's so authentic. She works with production behind the scenes. And I have tons of story and proof on that one. She works with, oh God, yeah. She works with them behind the scenes and she creates trouble. Does she manipulate her own life to create a story? No, I don't think so. Her story, her life is enough, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's got enough juice. (laughs) She doesn't need to, but no, she she works behind the scenes for sure. Were you asked to come back? How did that how did that end? No, we we um we threatened to sue because I was physically attacked and then I was they were making me go down to Florida and I wasn't gonna go with and then the season finale wasn't gonna go to season finale and Jim put a um he put he wrote actually to MBC and said, If you do not have security, you know, watching my wife and taking care of her, we're gonna have a problem. And it got ugly and they went to mediation and it just, we, we just said, we're not coming back. They never offered back. And that was that. Did production tell one of the twins to start a fight with you? I wouldn't know something like that. Um, I, I don't know. I, you know, it just, no, I don't. I, I would think that maybe the production told them that I said that she was having an affair and she broke up a family and then riled them up. I don't know. But I think the twins are also, they're, they're loopy too. So they were looking for attention. They were looking to be dramatic. Right. So they, it was, it was, I would, I would say it was both, you know, it was a combination, you know, you think they were surprised they didn't get asked back. 
I think they were embarrassed after that whole thing with their mother. I don't know if they would ever go back. That was pretty embarrassing. I don't, I know I wouldn't go back. You know, that's like, ew. <laughs> I feel like they would go back. I feel like they really enjoyed it. They really wanted to be on the show. And I feel like they would go back. But I haven't like heard from them or I haven't, we haven't talked to them. So I don't know for sure. But I just feel like they really enjoyed being on the show. They like the attention more. I agree with you. They did a podcast, I know, afterwards that didn't do anything. But yeah, you might be right. You know, yeah, I, I you know, you have it. Yeah, I would say you're probably right. They would do it again, even with that embarrassing thing. They do live low key right now, though. I mean, they, I see them in church and, you know, they, they'll say hi. Oh, yeah, they're, that's they're that's so crazy that you run into them still. <laughs> I do. Church. church has them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they're definitely low key. I don't even see them on social media, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even know. I, I mean, I've never actually looked recently, like in the last couple of years, but mm -hmm. I haven't really seen them on social media. Nothing. Is one, is one of the twins still with Reno? Do you know? Uh, yeah. We, yes. Yes. Oh. I, know, I, I know that for a fact because Jim just recently saw them together. I don't see Reno at church, but um i know they are together and reno is part owner of a cigar shop and uh in in, in town so i'm pretty sure they I, I, they are definitely okay so i want to go back a little bit a lot of people ask this question what is the truth about the facebook messages between you and melissa regarding your cancer yeah so god this is so many years ago she she i think i she, I messaged her and let her know. Oh God, I don't remember. She just did. Go ahead. It was like, from what I remember, it was like, she acted like she didn't know you had cancer. Uh, in, on Facebook? Yeah. On a Facebook message? And then there was something about a Facebook message. Yeah. Okay. I do kind of remember that. So she, so she pretended not to. No, and God, you know, honestly, I don't remember. We're talking like freaking yeah. 20 years ago. <laughs> no, it wasn't 20 years ago. When did I have cancer? Oh no, shit. It, it was, it was when I was 31. So yeah, it's a freaking long time. I'm 46 now. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember okay. what I do remember though, that everyone knew that I had cancer. Everyone reached out. It was very shocking to everyone. Everyone was there except her. She, I, I didn't hear from her. She never said anything. And that was that. But yeah. again, to be honest with you, I don't really care. I think it was just one of those things where I had, they're like production was like, doesn't that really aggravate you? You should say something to her at the party. I mean, she's acting like everything's fine and she didn't even mm. like mention you have cancer. Honestly, I didn't care. We weren't like that. It was like, you know, whatever she could call or, you know, she doesn't have to say something, you know, that's. I feel like Melissa acted very supportive on the show of you when you came on. Cause I feel like she was also kind of scared that you could possibly say something about her that she wouldn't want out there. Do you feel, was she supportive like behind the scenes when, when you guys weren't filming? No, she told me that if I fuck with her, she's going to ruin me. Oh, wow. <laughs> she said it was her show. She goes, this is my show. And, um, you know, you know, you're, you know, you're lucky. You, you saw what happened to Jan. I got her booted. I'll get you booted. 
Tries it's not interesting that she would say that to you, like, oh, it's yeah. my show, but oh, it's we my show. Yeah. on Teresa's show, and Teresa acted like that. She had such a problem like that. Like, oh, you wouldn't want us to be successful too. You wouldn't want this to open opportunity and doors for us. And then yeah. she kind of and then she says that to you, and you're actually like a friend. Yeah, and and I said to her too, I remember going, and Jim said it to to Joe, like, let's have a different approach. Let's just have some fun. Let's just have like right. redefine what this is. We don't have to be on at odds. Like, but no, they, wow. Let me tell you, they did not take it lightly that I was there. They did not like it. Um, I was on her turf, their turf, and they were not going to have it. They were going to do everything in the power to make me look stupid, to embarrass my family. Like even just like little snide comments that she'd make. And uh, you know, about my family, like I said, she knew like my family, she didn't know my family. Right. And, uh, you know, she just was very, very upset that I was there. And, I, you know, I have to remember, I think she knows how to play in the sandbox now a little bit better because there, you know, there is such a turnover now. But back then we were the first ca casting, recasting. Right. Right. That's we were the first. So true. So it was like, whoa. Yeah. And it's yeah. mine, you know. <laughs> and I, and by the way, that's a whole nother story. One of these days I will talk about it. I do know the story of how she really got on. Oh my gosh. Okay. You need to tell us now. <laughs> yeah. Not a chance. <laughs> One day I'm going to write a book or something. <laughs> yeah. Because you said that she asked you, should I go on? So yeah. you kind of like around. Yes. Yes. So I'm super curious about that. Um, but it, all right, girl, if you want to write a book about it, I'll <laughs> we'll buy it. <laughs> I might as well make some money off of this, yeah. this stupid stuff because it, it costs me more money than I made. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, so we asked Siggy the same question. So how much did they pay you your first season or your, on your, your like season? 60,000. Yeah, okay, that's 60, what she said yeah. too. Yeah, 60,000. 60, and by time I... You know, we had to do our own makeup. We had to have change of outfits, sometimes three different outfits in a day because we had different scenes. Um, you know, everything. We, our parties that we had, we had to pay for parties right down to the freaking salt on the on the driveway, like everything. So by the time we, it was all said and done, I probably net like zero. I was in the wow. negative. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people though then say, cause like Siggy said the same thing. She's like, I didn't even really make money with makeup. And then people were like, well, then you don't have to get your makeup done. You don't have to, right. right. You don't have to do your makeup. You don't have to wear these outfits. Yeah, you, you do. Have to you have to. And I'm kind of like, but you would, if you're on a show, it's your job and you're seeing everyone else do it. Of course. And by the way, if you saw me, what I look like at home, like what I really look like, I'm in like sweatpants and like a t-shirt all the time. I'm not doing a show like that where it's like, it literally asked, first of all, we didn't have a choice because production said, you're doing this interview. You have to wear something fancy. You have to, right. Or we're doing this. You need to wear something like this. So I had nude. You don't have a choice in the matter. I mean, yes. Could you do your own makeup? Yeah. But you yeah, want like, a chance. You want to. Ch you're competing with other girls who are plastic right. surgeryed up, and have all the makeup in the world. I mean, like, stop. That's exactly <laughs> why we always say we would be like horrible on reality TV because we would be so scared about having to like keep up with like the appearance. Hundred percent. It's a lot. Plastic surgery. Like we don't do that stuff. I mean, we're like, we're, we're in our, we're 31, but like, still, like, I feel like even in their 30s, they're all doing it. So. Um, yeah, I could never, ever keep up or do any of that stuff. So it's so interesting when people do say you don't have to do those things, but 
Who doesn't on that show? I'm telling you, that show, it, it just breathes narcissism and and it, you just are trying to compete. And I hated that. Like, it took me two years to just wash away that negativity and that type of thinking and be good with me and happy with me and strong with me again and not feel like I'm competing. If I don't want to do Botox, I don't have to do Botox. I don't do Botox anymore. I don't. And I'm very happy about that. You know, <laughs> I don't do plastic surgery. Um, and I'm okay with my wrinkles and my freaking creepy neck. I don't give a shit anymore. Like I'm happy because that's not happiness in this, in my, my world. Yeah. My, my happiness right now is I wake up and I just try to be closer and closer to God and uh, you know, my spirituality and my children and my family, I place them first and God, and that's where I stay. And right. that's my happy place. Nothing about like I, to live in that world again, makes me crazy cringe right. with the thought of it. Absolutely. Well, you brought up Jan. Okay. So can we just quickly touch on Jan? Did you know her? Were you friends with her? Again, she was part of our group. Um, she was stop. She dated someone that I was really good friends with Joey. Um, so I didn't know her, but I wasn't, I would not say I was close friends with her. She was very clubby like does that make sense so you could be mm -hmm. a club girl and have fun with your girlfriends and then you could be like that clubby girl she was that clubby girl okay. okay why do you think that jan turned on melissa i don't know the story i don't i i i don't i don't know the story i don't know the whole thing she had like gone to dinner for Melissa. She had told us like back in the day that the reason I went to dinner was dinner with her is because production said, Melissa, you need to bring more friends on the show. You need to like have like a, your own friend. So she, and I guess I don't think um, production liked Melissa's sisters. So Melissa goes and she records with Jan and you could tell when Melissa, it was when Melissa was bringing a book out, um, putting a book out and they were like kind of rolling their eyes about it. And then all of a sudden, like the next episode, Jan turns it around and says like, Melissa cheated on Joe Gorga with like this guy named Bulldog. Are you familiar with Bulldog? I am Brian. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like, Bulldog, <laughs> Brian. So yeah. that's what ended up happening. But I mean, could you see like Jan doing something like that? Or do you think production yeah. was doing that? Oh, you could see her doing that. Uh, yeah, I could see it being like a combination again. You know, yeah. people, it, it, it brings the ugliness out of people. Right. It really does. So don't put anything past anybody. No one's on there being a saint for sure or not. And Jan was probably promised a spot on the show if she, if she goes and does that. So, I mean, we can only, again, it's an assumption. Um, I don't, I don't want to, you know, character assassinate Jan, but, um, I would say that it was kind of, it was definitely a combo, you know, little, the little carrot was dangled in front of her and she took the opportunity and, and that was that, you know, and she made a fool of herself too. Everyone makes a fool of themselves. <laughs> yeah. You were on the show with Dina, which this was like Dina's comeback. What was your impression of Dina? Um, Very stale. She's stale. Very stale to me. Like she hadn't, she was not, um, she was not a ray of light. Like she was very muted. Um, and she was to me disingenuous with her spirituality because, but again, 
I don't want to pass judgment with her now at where wherever she is now. I'm just talking about then. It's very to, it's very hard to be then and spiritual in that that realm in that environment. So I think maybe that's one of the reasons why she did leave the show is because she couldn't. And so it, you know because it does make you disingenuous, right? Because you can't really be that way. So I saw someone who was definitely ugly within and was doing the whole housewives thing and hurting me and hurting my family. Like, I don't know. She had, she gunned it out for my husband. I have no idea why, but she was gunning it for my husband. And it just like right from the start, like was saying negative things about him. So I don't, ha I didn't have a really nice opinion about her. Well, I mean, okay. So your husband did get a lot of backlash. Does he regret anything? Or does he no, no, he, he, as far as his behavior, we, he was staying, he was standing right by me. He would not allow me to get hurt and he was going to take the brunt of it as much as he could. And he knew what production was doing. And it's a very, very hard position. Actually, it's a horrifying position to know that when you walk into a situation, everyone around you is against you. Right. Production's doing their thing. Cast is doing their things. And they they're gunning for you. And it, I had a lump in my throat most of the time. That, I, that's, I attribute my second bout of my relapse because of that stress. I couldn't take it. I could not handle it. It was awful. And Jim took, he knew that. He says, I never came home more miserable from every freaking scene than from that time. I'm telling you, I, 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 I look at pictures of myself, even with going through cancer before Housewives, I had such a like, um, like a youthful, like very naive, very innocent way about me. And then I look at pictures afterwards and I could just tell it was just sucked away from that whole experience. Wow. That's, that's so, so sad. sad. Yeah. And, and do you feel like it was, I mean, when you signed up, like, what did you think it was going to be? Like, did you really think it was going to be like no drama and like just us having fun and getting drunk together? So good question. I thought it was going to be like, we're doing our scenes. And then afterwards, we're like, okay, that was pretty good. Okay. Well. <laughs> I, I, you know, like, all right, who's going to meet me at the at, at some, you know, at the bar, whatever, let's go to like, let's go club it, you know, like, I did not think it was like, oh, wait, this is real. Like, they actually hate me. <laughs> like, right. why? I didn't even they don't even know me. <laughs> wow. And did, did production like have you say certain things? Obviously, like you're in control of what you say at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Were there, were there questions? Like, were they trying to get you to be upset with one person? Like, how does how do the how does the behind the scenes work? Well, it's just conversations and you know, random conversations you'll have with the production team or the you know the um the producer who does the interviews, the, the, they ask leading questions. If they don't like what you say, they'll re-ask the question in a certain way. And if they, obviously they don't like it, they'll just edit it. Editing is, is magical. Like you could do anything in, in editing. And there was times where I was driving. In fact, the whole reason for the fight with the twins is I was driving. I said, I was driving with Melissa. I said, he had, Bobby had an affair which was true. And he'll talk about all the time. They, they spliced it and edited it to say, I said that about the twins. And then that's what they took wow. to, to justify the fight. Wow. So, I mean, they can do a lot. And, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why I want to be on it too, because 
my children, I would never want my children in that environment. Honestly, that's really, you just, you just, it's not, it's not fair for your, for children to be growing up that world. Wow. Yeah, of course. Did production ever ask you, because this has happened a few times when we've interviewed housewives, but have, did they ask you or, or your husband to go after Teresa from the beginning? No, absolutely not. In fact, um, wait a minute. Yes. Okay. I'm remembering. Yes. Um, there was a scene where he was asking, they were asking, he did not go bowling. He didn't want to go bowling. And I forget the reason why, but he had to work the next day. He was the only one that had to get up early and go to work, like an actual job, right? Yeah. But production tried to make a say, make a seem that he wasn't going because he didn't want to be around the Judicis because of the financial, their, their criminal um, shenanigans. I and then that. Bobby took Bobby took that and brought it in. So I don't know if production told Bobby to say that. But Bobby's the one that brought it to the next scene where they were actually at the bowling. And then that's what that was the rift between the guys and Jim. Jim. But Jim actually never said that. The only thing he ever said, and this was an actual fact, he was working. He was working with that whole group in Newark that was prosecuting her for a case that he was working on with Bank of America. It was a big case that that actually settled right after Housewives. So it was, it was, it was during housewives. So it was very, very precarious. So, you know, yeah, I don't really make sure whatever, what you said, what you did was always watched. And he said to production, it's not that I have any opinion on this. I just don't want to be in a situation where I'm compromising my case or I'm compromising their case. Right. That's what he said, but they took it, flipped it around and made it seem like this was like a personal thing, but he didn't give a crap. He was like, whatever. Yeah. Was Bobby getting paid? No. So he was just yeah. like doing this and involving himself in drama for what? For his five minutes for, for, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I guess to, I guess he banked on the fact that the twins were going to come back. He was still going to date Nicole that that would be two seasons for him. Cause he knew he started to see that we were the ones that were being, uh, picked on, I guess, you know, ostracized. So we weren't the winners. Okay. We weren't the winners to align themselves with so the, he thought that the twins were because to, the twins were getting close with Teresa and that's a sure, sure, you know, sure thing in and also Melissa and that's a sure thing in. So I was not a sure thing in. Right. So, so you don't talk to anyone like you didn't leave on good terms with anyone. No. Wow. What was your thoughts on Andy Cohen? Was he nice to you? As my kids would say, and I don't even really know it, what this exactly stands for. He's like an NPC. He like, he's like, he's not real. He's like, I think he just wants to humiliate women. I think he just wants to get paid and he'll do anything to get paid. Wow. Do you watch now? No. <laughs> I have far, I got far better things to do with my time than, than watch that insanity. I don't want to watch women, 46, mid, you know, 46 year old, 50 plus year old women screaming at each other with no interpersonal connections and ability to work things out. I just don't need that. No. And it probably brings also, back bad memories too. Yeah. I guess, but it's more that I just think it's all just foolish. It's very yeah. foolish. 
but you know that like Bravo's also asking them to be like this, or or maybe not asking them, but they're pushing this. Like they're trying to create a show here. So that's why, you know, there there is this like yelling and commotion around it. Sure, of course, but everyone has the power of free will and can decide if that's going to be okay for them to live their lives like that. Because at what point is that, is that acting and then, or your real life at what point, what, what, what is your, what's that dividing factor? What's that dividing line? You know, you're willing to accept that, that type of energy into your world, whether you're, whether it's real or not, or being asked of you or anything you're, you're willingly bringing that into your environment and into your heart and the soul, well, you know, so I don't want that. And, and I do feel that, that negative energy, even through the screen watching it. And I will not do that. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So I have one last question. Sure. Um, would you ever go back on the show? No. No. And it sounds like you won't because yeah. that it's like, you're in such a negative experience. Would you have like, if you, you know, like looking back, would you have done it or do you regret going on the show? Um, well, I did a lot of soul searching on that show and I definitely shed a lot of negative, negative aspects of myself from that show. So in a sense, my journey is my journey and I can't regret. I just, you know, take it for what it is and learn from it and, and become a better person from it. So, um, so no, I don't regret it to answer your question, but no, I would not do it again unless there was like some sort of, it it would be, it would have to be completely different, like literally completely different where, you know, we're doing things, but we're doing things almost in an acting scene. Yeah. You know, and, and everyone knew that it was acting scene, almost like a soap opera. If it was a soap opera and I was doing all this drama work and, yeah. <laughs> you know, my stud Adler would come out. Sure. Why not? But this is like, no, I don't want my, I love my privacy right now. Oh my gosh. I do <laughs> not want any of my, li- like people ask me about per- my personal life. I'm like, it's none of your damn business. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for taking the time and actually yeah, doing Yeah, we appreciate you telling us. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, it was fun. We just appreciate your perspective on it. So we thank you so much and we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Thank and you obviously, so much. And, and, and side note, you, go, you could even take this out though. Um, just try to push Box Genie. If, if anyone asks what I'm doing now, I have an app called Box Genie. It does door to door. Yes, it's amazing. We just started, we just launched this in the spring. It's um, for gig drivers. Um, so you can um, download it as a driver. It would be Box Genie Driver or Box Genie, the the actual customer app. It does door-to-door deliveries, returns. So if you have like all those returns piling up in your house, it does returns for you to UPS, FedEx. And then also we take your empty boxes that are annoying, that pile up sometimes. We take all of your empty boxes. Wait, the returns of the boxes is so genius. Thank you. (laughs) Well, that's from experience. That's from my husband going, I can't take these boxes anymore. I love that. And so many people hate returning things. So that is genius. So it's called Box Genie, you said? Spelled like the name, like um, I Dream of Genie, like J-E-A-N-N-I-E. Okay. So right. Box Genie. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll post it on our podcast too. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, That's awesome. All yeah. right, guys. 
Many blessings. Thank you so much. We'll talk Thank to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Okay, bye. Be sure to check out allabouttrh.com for everything Royal Housewives and Bravo TV. And please make sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at allabouttrhpodcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.